I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast Show. I am your host for the day and your host always, Sir Evans. Hope y'all having a fantastic week so far. If not, there's still some room for it to get a little better. Me, I'm not going to lie to you. I just woke up. I'm be honest. I just woke up not too long ago. I ain't been up that long. But this topic hit me so passionately that I had to come in here and get it off my chest while it was still hot because it hit me a certain kind of way. So as y'all know, I like to ask uh, ask y'all to send in your morning motivations that hit you a certain kind of way. Ones that you want to talk about or you would want to hear a little bit more about. And if you have not subscribed to the morning motivation, text motivate me to 31996. Once again, text motivate me to 31996 to be added to that morning motivation text thread list. And they are interactive. So even if it comes from that 1-800 number, rest assured, if you respond to that, I will respond back. So as usual, like I say, you guys send them in. We kind of break them down and really just dive into them a little bit more and find more ways that that message can be more fruitful to you and can be more thought expanding. So I got a text message this morning, right? It was from one of my, one of my, uh, one of my bros, one of my fraternity brothers, and um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, for those who don't know, but um, he asked me a question, and he said, "I know you probably get this question a lot, which I don't get as much as he would probably think." Um, but he said, "I know you probably get this question a lot, but what is?" your goal like what is your long-term goal what do you want to manifest so you know i started thinking about it and i really didn't think too hard because i kind of know what it is you know working backwards and you know i I share with you guys i mean my at the end of the road because as i mentioned in previous shows i like to work backwards so when i see that question I'm already an old man. I'm already at the end of my days. Somebody is asking me, "Hey, how did you get to where you got to?" And in some, in this, and in this particular question, it was, "Man, I see you've done a lot. What did you do? You know, I see you, you you're living good. You seem very happy. You seem very peaceful. What all have you done that you know to kind of add to that peace?" Well, first of all, I was a man of God. I was the best husband to my wife. I was the best father to my kids. I inspired, empowered, and motivate others through being an author and an artist. Published books, which blossomed into a movie. And ultimately, I did the soundtrack for it. And ending my journey with a counseling center. Okay. So, that's my, that's my, that's my life's work. That's my life's work. And... You know, I was kind of curious why he asked that, you know, um, and I also mentioned in that order because I don't want to be misconstrued. If, if anything else, if I was to die tomorrow, I would still want pe- I would want to be remembered for the things that I have accomplished at that point in passing. So right now I am a 
you know, a husband. I want to be remembered to my wife as a, as a best husband. You know, I want to be remembered as a man of God. I don't have children yet. So like I say, that one hasn't come yet. But when I do, I would like for my kids to remember me as the best dad. So he said to me, he said, that's what I liked about you. That's what I like about you. You've always had a plan. Okay. So before I even read any more of it, it automatically made me like go down memory lane because I have always had a plan for the most part in my life, but I didn't always believe the plan. And there's a difference. There's a big difference. I might have always had a plan, but I didn't always believe them believed in my plan so let's 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 kind of go back I'm, I'm gonna take you down a little bit down memory lane just to kind of paint the picture of how this works because throughout my life I, i've realized that um a lot of believing believe is, is faith okay you you have to have some faith in the plan you have to have some belief in in what you're doing if you don't believe in what you're doing um then it's not it doesn't really hold too much solid foundation for you being able to achieve it so yes i've always had a plan but i haven't always believed it is is where that conversation started so a lot of you guys know and a lot of my my stories and a lot of my 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 formula um derives from my mom my mother and my sister passing away you know, my mother, she passed away in 2006. My sister passed away less than three years later. So a lot of how I became to be who I am is based upon those traumatic events. You know, um, losing over 250 pounds. Those were kind of markers. But to be honest with you, me losing that weight really was was a byproduct of them passing away. You know, that was really just a mat, a, mat, a, a method of me um, really having some, some form of therapy, really channeling that energy into something else. So when my mother passed away, um, I was really just, I was at a point in life where I was really just doing some, some stuff I probably shouldn't have been doing. You know, living a life I shouldn't have been living. Um, well, I ain't gonna say I shouldn't have been living, but living a life that my mother wouldn't have approved of. You know, I was I was doing my my hand to hand work, doing um, things probably wouldn't have been smiled upon by the law. And one of the things that always, you know, made me feel a certain kind of way is that my mother never even knew this. You know. Um, she went to the grave never knowing about what I had, what I was doing. And when she passed away, there was a part of me that said, there was a part, really I felt like she was watching me. I felt like she could see what I was doing. Like, like she can see me selling drugs. Like she could see me doing stuff that she had no idea I was doing. And that just didn't set right with me. That just didn't set right with me. And so I decided to leave it alone. It was the first time in my life where I've actually began to start trying to hold a job. I started working three jobs. I was doing, oh man, I was working in a hotel. I was working in, um, I was cleaning. I was, I was cleaning. I was one of the cleaners in the mall. Probably one of the most humbling jobs I've ever had in my entire life. 
that probably only lasts about three weeks. Um, and then I was working somewhere else. I can't remember, but I was working three jobs, just trying to really um, supplement that money that had been coming in previously. And really, I was trying to, uh, I was taking my mind off of it too. I was taking my mind off of it. So the reason I'm sharing that is because it kind of, it's, it's what prepped the, it set the pre, pre, um, precursor for me going back to college. So as I was in the street and doing whatever I was doing, a lot of my friends were, um, a lot were either going to jail or being murdered. And it was to the point where I was in an apartment, standing apartment, one bedroom apartment, four, four cats, everybody in the trap, everybody in the, everybody in the apartment is, 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 is selling and everybody's going, getting cases, you know, um, you know, like I say, other people passing away. And it really just, between that and my mom passing away, I say, if I don't get out of Cleveland, I'm probably going to wind up dead or in jail. Like, I got to get out of here. Like, not to mention what I'm doing, but then also my mom passed away. I was my rock. I need a break. I got to get out of here. I, I need a break. So, I said I was going to go to college. And fast forward a year later, I enroll in, you know, Bowling Green State University. I had always been going back and forth down there. I had some friends down there, went to college down there, party down there. So I decided, you know what, it's a good place. Let me go ahead and go down here. Get to school while I still can, while I don't have no felonies on my rap sheet. Um, I had already graduated from, from high school. I graduated early at the age of 16. Um, my guidance counselors, my, my college counselors really were not beneficial and really kind of illuminating um, my intelligence, if you will. I really didn't have any support in the in that academic field to kind of inspire me to continue. Of course, my my pops would always say go to school, but I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to do music. Um, my mom really was like, okay, just do what makes you happy. So of course, that made me want to do music even more. So when I'm I'm jumping through hoops to get through college, though, y'all. Like first of all, I was over the age of, uh, of twenty, so. I was trying to get this financial aid. Mom's passed away. Can't really get her help. Uh, Pops didn't want to take out no loans for college or nothing like that to get any assistance. And I really didn't know how to get financial aid or anything like that set up. And I I just had a lot going on. I I really didn't know how to process the loss of my mother. Really had no idea. I'm lashing out. It was just a very challenging time. And by the time I actually, it was time for me to leave and go to school, it was, I literally felt like I was just running, running to get there. Like it was just a piece for me. Like it was just from everything that was going on. Um, it was just a really trying time to be able to get to school. Like I just got to get away. Like I got to get away or I'm going to drown in Cleveland. Um, so that was my first marker. That was the first test of faith for me. Okay. Because for me at that moment, I didn't know that I was testing my faith. Like, I knew I wanted to go to school. That was my plan. I didn't really believe it, though. You see what I'm saying? I wanted to go to school, um, but I didn't believe it. I could die tomorrow. That was that was kind of my mind state. I could die tomorrow. Um, something could happen. This financial aid might not go through. I might not get accepted. And I got accepted to a couple of different colleges. Um, but I kind of just went there because I knew people there. But it was so many hurdles in my way that I, I really didn't believe in this. But I was fighting so hard for it, which later I would find out was definitely a tool needed. So I get to school, 
blase blase I'm, I'm in school I'm getting adjusted I'm readjusted I'm, I'm, a, I'm now I'm a college boy now you know and that took some adjustment coming from where I came from but the fast forward to the next example was when I decided to pledge you know I'm a member of IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated here's the thing here's the thing and I'm not about to get into all that uh, any Greek stuff no I don't worship my fraternity so let's let's go ahead and get that silliness out of the way because I know somebody listening probably think oh you're in a fraternity oh he worship shut up you stupid be quiet I ain't trying to hear it anyways so one of the biggest reasons I wanted to be a part of my fraternity is because I wanted to see if I could do it I wanted to see if I had what it takes to be an iota man I wanted to see if I had what it takes I wanted to see if I could go through the process of becoming an iota man and then also I knew on top of that because I knew that I would do great things in life and I wanted to give that back to my fraternity like my fraternity didn't make me I helped make my fraternity that's how I looked at it so and that's how I look at it now so I knew whatever greatness I did would shine back on my fraternity and I didn't want my fraternity to shine on whatever greatness that I did those things don't make the man the man makes those things as I'm going through this process and I and and I become a brother that was another example of faith for me because it was a challenging time I'm gonna stop at that through that process I, I learned that okay I can do this I can do this I can do this made it to college I, I'm, you know I did this I'm, I'm really putting some I'm able to get some wind behind my moves you know what I mean my mom had passed away and I'm beginning to get some wind behind my moves now now just to rewind my sis passed away right as I was coming into school okay so it's almost like you're in a boxing match and you're getting punched and I'm getting some some mean uppercuts and hooks so those two things took took a lot of wind out of me you know so I'm 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 just fighting to get some wind back behind me right so that the the fraternity it, it kind of helped me to realize you can do whatever it takes you know because it takes a man and that journey really really helped me to build faith okay and myself at the time um, of course I, I always believed in God but like like faith in God it, it, it grows mustard seed so keep that in mind I'm gonna come back to that mustard seed so as I'm in school before I had started back to school I probably had lost a little bit of weight but one it wasn't until like my last year of college that I really had a fire lit you know one of my my, my ace my ace he had we had a conversation we were roommates and having this long conversation with him um after my <laughs> long stint of college i really have realized i really just kind of just clowned off the last three years of college like i really just partied and bs my way through this um didn't really apply myself too much and it was after a conversation with him that some light bulb went off in my head that although I, I might have went to school to kind of get out of Cleveland, I was dealing with the loss of my mother and my father and my sister, I really wasn't thinking about them as far as, like, okay, my mother and my sister were like motivating factors for me. So if they were alive while I was in school, I probably would have did better in school because I knew that I had them uh, around to be like, man you really slacking off in school or man why you that's what you're doing 
That's that's what you're paying to do. Come on, Serbia. You know better than that. But I didn't have those forces. I didn't have those factors. So it wasn't until my senior year that, and having this conversation with Mike, that I was like, man, if your mother could see you now, she have a word or two to tell you. Man, if your sister could see you now, she have a word or two to tell you. So those those light bulbs came on, and it was in that last year that I said, you know what? I had a plan. Because I hadn't had a plan. Uh, since the last plan I had was three years ago when I said I want to go back to college. That was the last plan I had. Up until then, I was just kind of going with the flow, going with the motion. And a light bulb kind of went off as I was talking to Mike, and I had remembered I used to have plans, and I used to believe in these plans. But when I lost my mother and my father, the, my mother and my sister, um, I didn't really have faith in those plans. The faith went out the window. A large part of it went out the window because I was thinking, if they pass tomorrow, what if I die tomorrow? I could be gone tomorrow. That was my that was my concept. Like, I'll plan, but ain't no guarantee because this could be gone tomorrow. So as I'm going into that last year, I've really just kind of remember how much I enjoyed the plan and how much I enjoyed to move on things that I was passionate about. So I said, you know what, this last year, I'm going to really buckle down. I'm about to really turn this class thing around. I'm about to really get on my, my workout, my fitness. And it was in that last year that I really put out a damn near 4.0 grade point average. I lost, I lost like 150 pounds that last year. And I was really just on it. I was on it. But for me, I didn't realize at the time a faith testing moment. You know, I didn't realize that at the time. I knew I was kind of, I knew I had a plan and I knew I was kind of working to develop it. And I knew that I was really not going to let anything stand in the way of that. But I really didn't understand how, how much God was walking with me and how much he was really showing me at that time, you know. The college, the pleasure, the weight, all these things are playing a factor, okay? So, and I've mentioned this in different podcasts too, when you do something different in your physical, it's more than likely going to impact you in another area. So, for me, the biggest area that impacted me was mentally. So, I lost this physical weight. I'm still walking around with emotional weight, which is another conversation. And I... um was healthier mentally okay I had more confidence I, I believed in 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 what I was doing a little bit more because physically you could see it physical that's why physical fitness is probably one of the ones that people go to the most because it's a result that you can see you can physically see it you can't necessarily mentally emotionally spiritually see different things without somebody kind of debating them to a certain degree or even you debating yourself on how much you actually grew in those areas However, with physical, you can really see that out the gate, okay? So it helped me, and it helped me to strengthen those other areas. It helped me to strengthen myself mentally, right? So, you know, as I'm leaving college and, you know, I'm transitioning, I'm, I'm leaving with a new sense of confidence. But I would probably say the next biggest thing that really kind of helped put things into another perspective is this young lady that I was dating at that time, you know, um, once I had graduated. And after we broke up, it hit me a certain kind of way, but I realized after we had broken up, she would, she would always talk about what do you want to do? Do you want to have kids? you want to get married? Um, questions like that she would ask. And of course I would say yes, because I did. I did want to have kids. I did want to get married. 
but I didn't realize that I was still I didn't I didn't believe like I'm like okay yeah I want to have kids but I could be dead tomorrow yeah I want to have kids but ain't no guarantee you're gonna be around like you could be out the door like you could be dead like of course I want to have these things but mm, I don't really feel too confident in them you know I don't really believe that these things could happen and that really put, took a toll on a relationship to the point where it it eventually dissolved out but it wasn't until I actually um, had that time with myself to really reflect and to really just look at the last few years and really put all of those things that I kind of just mentioned into perspective and great book I'm gonna share this with y'all um, a great book that kind of changed my life and changed my thinking to this whole situation it was called outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill and one of the things that kind of that, that brought things full circle that he said in there was we have an energy inside of us that kind of um, clicks on when we when our backs against the wall when we have something tough that we have to endure it comes on when we have to do something so like let's say bills are due rent is late something like that and you have to pull something extra out of you in order to come through but as I'm reading this I'm looking at all of the things I have went through where I had to do that Okay, I looked at me losing my mother and what I had to pull out extra out of me in order to get through that. I looked at when my sister passed away and how I had to pull something extra out of me in order to get through it. I look at when I was pledging, I had to pull something extra out of me. You know, all of these things are kind of going through my mind. I look at college and, and how I had to get through that and how I had to pull something extra out of me. I looked at the, the that breakup and how I had to pull something extra once again in order to overcome that situation. What really drove it home is that he said, um, so what happens when you stop using it for something you have to use it on and you start using it on something that you want to use it on? You know, it's like we leave a certain part of our spirit, mental, physical dormant until we have to utilize it. But what happens when we utilize it when we simply want to utilize it? And that right there kind of just 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 flipped on all type of lights in my in my head. And it was around that time where God really began to illuminate for me, because, of course, I, I, I ain't even gonna lie to you. It did not jump straight to God. It jumped straight to I got the juice. I got the ability. I can do this. I got the power. Yeah, I believe in God, but I got the juice. Okay. And the reason why I have to be transparent about that is because that plays a factor in planning versus believing in the plan. These things, I've, I've got this. I've got this confidence. I believe in myself now. Okay, because there's levels to it. I believe in myself, but there's layers too. And I said earlier about the mustard seed. So I didn't realize in, in, in the scripture it says the faith of a mustard seed. But the reason why it's a mustard seed is because a mustard seed grows into one of the largest trees, like just huge. But a mustard seed is, is so small, like it's it's like a sesame, I believe it's like a sesame seed, a little smaller, but it's very small. So something like that growing into something so huge, that's the way our faith works. And as I'm going through these situations, all I needed was that mustard seed. That's all I needed. All I needed was that was that little bit of faith in order to be watered, sunshine, you know, all of that in order to continue to grow. And it's still growing. So a lot of those times as I was going through those different stages, I might have had a plan 
but my confidence and faith grew over time okay a lot of those times I might not have believed in the plan but I had a plan so as I'm as I'm merging into who I who I am now as I'm emerging into the man that I want to be God is showing me some things through these through these challenges you know he's he showed me after a while that hey everything that you've been through I've been right there with you everything that you've been through I kind of was setting up as prerequisites for where I'm about to take you and even right now, I'm in the midst of a prerequisite. And I might not be able to see all of the prerequisites because that's just how God works. But I'm in the midst of a prerequisite. And it was, it, was, it was during these times where I said, I have the juice. I can do whatever I set my mind to. And I was reading a book called um, Master Key. Master Key. It's called The Master Key. Way before DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled actually got the Master Key from this. Um, it's called the master key and one of the things and a lot of these quote-unquote new age books they 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 stop power with you but in the, in the master key theory he say in a, in a nutshell yes you may have the juice but never forget where that juice comes from and it ain't you and it was right there where God God kind of came to me in in that book and said hey <laughs> don't forget about me buddy I'm, I'm, I took you this way and I took you this way for a reason. I took you this way to bring you right back to me. And for me, that was that was a um, that was a moment right there where it was like, OK, it's, it's been it's been a full circle experience. So when it comes to that planning and belief, so that's 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 kind of how how I got to where it is. So. It was through those situations that I began to believe in the plan that I had. So I didn't always have belief in my plan. It was it was from having a plan, doubting the plan, and then really God showing me that, hey, you still here. You still here for a reason. You know what I mean? I don't just have you walking around this earth purposeless, which a lot of times we feel that way where we might just be having a day where it's like, okay, I don't know what the point of this day is. Or I don't know what the point of this season is. But ultimately, if you woke up this morning with breath in your air in your lungs, then you were woke up for a reason. And I'm even going to set, go as far as to say another step is because some people, people did not wake up this morning. I believe that even those who did not wake up this morning had a purpose for the living as well. So just because somebody might not have woken up this morning, I also still believe that that passing, yes, their role may be done in that physical body, but I still believe that they have work that is being done through others. Because unless absolutely nobody knew you, when you pass away, your, your, your passing will impact others. So anyways, so faith and faith, faith came in steps too. So when it came to planning, so I, I kind of break down where I was with planning and how that faith grew. When it came to planning, I used to sit down and I would make plans, okay? And I wouldn't, God wouldn't know where at the table. I would make plans. I make illustrious plans. And I would be pissed off when the plan wouldn't go through. I'm like, dang, I put a lot of work into this. You know, I've really set this up. This is a master strategy. Like, I've really put this together pretty good. And then it would fail. And I'd be pissed off. And I'd say, okay, that's cool. I'm going to get up. I'm going to plan again. And I would plan. And maybe a small percentage of it would come through. And then the rest would fall through. So as I'm going through these things, 
I'm, I'm putting a little extra into these plans. Okay. And the next step of it was, okay, I'm going to plan and then I'm going I'm to I'm present this to God. Okay. This is what I want to do, God. It's like you're going into your boss and say, okay, this is the hours I want to work. This is how I want to do it. This is what I want to do. Okay. So God, I bring the plans to him. He said, no, nah, we ain't doing that. And then I would, and then we would do something totally left. And I really wasn't understanding why we went left when I wanted to go right. And I'm realizing, okay, for one, me going that way didn't really feel as smooth as I wanted it to. That's not the path I wanted to go to, but I got something out of it. You know what I mean? I got something out of it that I wasn't expecting I would get out of it. When I went that direction, not the way I wanted to go, but I got something beneficial out of it. Okay. But also, I learned that, okay, I presented these plans to God. He vetoed them. So, now what? So, that grew into when I sat down and I did a plan, I'm sitting down with God in my plans. You know, I'm, I'm being fueled by the Holy Spirit. I'm inviting God to sit down and work on these plans with me. Okay. So no longer am I creating a plan on my own. No longer am I trying to be the boss and bring my, my documents to the boss. I'm like, okay, I want to sit down with the boss and I want to plan. Okay. But I think that the thing in where I am right now is that even if I sit down with God and I'm creating these plans, if I invite God into my plans and I present them to him, the biggest difference from now and then is if it doesn't go the way that I felt I w it was it should go, then I'm not mad about it. If God come and kick my castle over, if he come and kick my little sand castle over that I built up, he kicked my fort over that I thought was flawless and I said, okay, we done made this together. I'm not going to get upset if God tears it down and say, no, this ain't it. Because at this point, I know that whatever that he has for me to do is better than what I had. It's better than what I had. And I've, and I've learned that through, through trial and error. I've learned that through my journey. And I've learned that, okay, I can set something up. But if, if he tear this down, like if I, if I work on this plan and I got these goals and I have like the plan I laid out at the beginning of the episode, if that does not come to fruition, I'm cool with it. And I'm cool with it because I know whatever it is that God has in his plans for me, it's better than that. So, and I'm not going to say that, I can't honestly say that that's something that, that will happen overnight. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that that concept and that way of thinking is something that's easy to swallow because a lot of us, a lot of the times we, we, we like to take control. We like to be in control of our endeavors. We, we are a selfish creature and we want to do our own planning. We want to, we want to plan our own lives. So it, it really takes some effort to take your hands off the wheel and to have that blind faith. But I think that it's a process. And if we don't, even begin to embark on that process then it's even more challenging for us to get to that uh to that level you feed your brain and you feed yourself so a lot of times we don't we don't feed ourselves you feed yourself physically but we don't feed ourselves mentally we don't feed ourselves emotionally we don't feed ourselves spiritually and if we do we feeding ourselves uh greasy fatty 
uh, junk food for the soul, junk food for the emotions, all these things that are not really helpful to a productive growth. Okay, so for the let's let's take for example the brain. If I'm trying to strengthen my mentality or my, or my passion, my passion lane. So for me, when I was when I was reading Outwitting the Devil, I was at a point where I was really trying to get myself motivated. Um, I was trying to motivate my mind. Okay, not from a mental health perspective, but just from a way of thinking perspective. So I'm going to feed my brain that. For me, I can't take my I can't fill my whole repertoire up with that because that's ultimately not where my foundation, where my foundation lies. Okay, so a lot of new age points to something other than God points to something other than Christ. And that's not really for me. Okay, now. And I'm I'm be I'm be transparent with you. Can I learn something from an atheist? Absolutely. Can I learn something from from an agnostic? Absolutely. But am I going to base my entire foundation of my learning on those principles? No, because it's not my principles. So ultimately, we're not drinking from the same water and hole. Okay. So I'm not going to base my entire principles off of that because that's not where my entire principles lies. But yes, can you can you add something fruitful to my mentality? Yes, you can. Am I not going to research or 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 pick your brain for for some type of knowledge or enlightenment? Yes, I am. So we have to be able to feed our brain. We have to be able to feed our soul and we have to have that certain level of confidence um, and that certain level of faith and foundation because I think a lot of times where we are afraid to learn outside of our box is because really to be honest with you there's a certain level of foundation that we fear could be shook by learning knowledge is 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 something that's fruitful but knowledge becomes knowledge can too become a fatty food when it's when it's not um, converted to wisdom okay when it's not converted to experience, which is then stored as wisdom, knowledge too can become something that's completely unfruitful. We got a lot of people that's fat on knowledge, you know, but there's no, there's not enough of that being converted to experience, which is then saved as, as wisdom. It's, it's almost like the concept of like proteins, like proteins are carbohydrates. Runners will stock up on carbohydrates before they take a run, okay? Somebody who's doing bodybuilding may stock up on protein before or after a lift. Okay, but if you're stocking up on protein, let's say protein shakes, let's say, you know, lean meats, let's say you're you just ate some pasta before you go run. But if you're stocking up on all these items and you ain't running and you aren't um, lifting any weights, then what the body's going to do is the body's going to of what it can't use, you know, i.e. the bathroom or it's going to store the rest. And what happens when the body stores those things is that it stores it most of the time it's fat. If it can't burn it, if it can't use it in energy, which in this example is experience, if it can't use those things, then it's going to store it as fat. Knowledge is the same way. You know, knowledge is something that's meant to be applied. We apply that, our experiences is then converted to wisdom. Protein converted to muscle, okay? So knowledge is the same way, so don't get that twisted. But feeding the brain and then applying what's learned and then storing that as wisdom. That's one of the that's one of the ways that has kind of helped help me and I love to read. And not only just love to read, I love to speak with others 
about their journeys and about their their areas of expertise if there's an area that you are striving to grow in if there's an area that let's say you're planning let's keep it simple you're planning something okay you're planning a journey that you've never been down before why would you not research why would you not find or seek out people in that path who are further ahead than you are why would you not read up on that area from experts or or people who have more expertise than you do in that area and i'm not just talking about the internet i'm talking about actual books yes they still write those and they still write those abundantly you know what i mean why wouldn't you research those things and find those things and me personally just to kind of shortcut things i will listen to an audiobook but then also with a book a book for me is like a good movie i can tell within the first half an hour 15 minutes i'd say half an hour tops whether a movie's gonna be good or not and if it ain't i ain't about to watch the rest the same thing with a book i can tell pretty much pretty soon in the book from writing style what they're what they're giving out whether this book is going to be fruitful to me or not okay so that's one of the biggest biggest ways to kind of help feed that um put yourself in those in those situations to apply those experiences to to gain that experience because a lot of times with that plan that you've been working on or the plan that you have or the plan that you don't have you still have experiences okay so let's let's say for example you don't have a plan let's say you're you're struggling to have a plan you still have experiences every day you have experiences right you have experiences that are good you have experiences that are bad you had a plan for your day whether you knew it or not okay so the plan that you ultimately say that you don't have is you probably had it you probably it probably just came at you too big too fast or too uh, too too much that you said ah that's too much i don't believe i can do that so when i say you woke up with a plan either way like if you went to work wherever you went to you plan to do that it was so simple that you didn't even really consider it a plan like i'm gonna get up and brush my teeth i'm gonna get up and go to work i'm gonna wash my face like that's a plan put into action you moved on it so if you look at your life if you look at like your your last year two years last five years jot down what you've done things that stand out jot down problems that you've had ones that stand out okay um what happened how did you come through those situations how did they come about did you have control of them did you not have control of them really really focus on what did you do in that situation how did you respond to that situation okay because whether you responded in a good way or whether you responded in a way that needs some improvement you still responded to it and that's really what it comes back to when it comes to planning you know so that plan that looks far-fetched to you that so far-fetched you might not have even turned it into a plan it's just a thought at this point put something into action for it a small action might even just be okay what does this look like if i fail what does this look like if i did this and i fail at it miserably did you die you probably didn't <laughs> you probably didn't you know but what what happens what's, what's what's worst case scenario worst case scenario you tried it what happens you fail okay what does that look like detail everybody has their own like like what's what's detail you know but I believe after that give yourself give yourself something a baby step to be able to build some momentum off of that 
but like I said, when I say look back at the last five years, if you really look back at it, you'll see that you've been given momentum. You've been given momentum in order to act on what it is that you want to act on right now. You've been given momentum. You might have had kids. You might have gotten married. Maybe you're getting married. You might have lost a loved one. You might have lost a job. You might have got a new job. You might have been looking for that job for quite some time. You survived the pandemic. Like there's so many things that you can look at over your last five years that you can you can really apply. Hmm. I didn't plan that, but I acted on it. Well, I planned that and I acted on it. Huh. I planned that. It didn't go as, as smooth as I wanted to or it didn't go exactly how I wanted to. But, you know, I'm still here and I learned from it. So now apply that confidence to your next level. Okay. And also to be and, and just to bring it right back to where my foundation lies at. Ultimately, God sets up everything for you. He set up all the plays for you. A lot of times we miss we miss we miss the ball. A lot of times we miss the hoop. We miss those things. And I'm gonna leave you with this last bit. Because I'm this one a little longer than I want it. But I'm gonna leave you with this. Sometimes you have to clear your mind in order to see the plan that God has for you. Sometimes you gotta clear out the the distractions that's around you. Okay. So that means if you want to be somewhere that you've never mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually been, then you have to step away from where you're mentally, spiritually, emotionally at. For me, what that looked like when I when I really flipped the switch, started the business, lost another hundred pounds, um, began to pursue my wife before I even knew my wife. I I had sat down with God and I said, Hey, I see it. I see it. I see what you I see what you put on me. I see what you've been doing. Like it all came full circle. It's like he lifted the veils like and I'm like, I see it. And he like, aha. But I'm gonna be honest with you, when I saw it I was high. <laughs> when I saw it I was drunk. When I saw it I was living that life. And he said, Aha, you saw that, huh? Okay. So in order for you to in order for you to walk in that that you saw, I need I need your mind clear. Cause there's no way that you can get to it in the mind state that you are right now. Yeah, it, it looked good, hot on it. Yeah, I bet it does. But in order for you to get there, I need your mind clear. Because I'm going to be running some plays past you. And there's no way that you can hear my plays coming as fast or consistent as they're going to be coming at you if you're alleviated. And for, for some of you, alleviated doesn't mean the same thing. And I'm not saying I have there's I don't have anything against smoking, drinking, any of that. I don't have anything against these things. But what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is sometimes you have to take a step away from things in order to see things clearer than you saw them before. That's what I'm telling you. Sometimes you have to take a step away from things in order to see things clearer than you've seen them before. And I'll lay these examples out there. If you're high, your senses are more than likely going to be slowed down. Okay. So if, let's say you had a batting range, balls coming at you. Let's say somebody's throwing, throwing footballs at you. Let's say somebody's just throwing the ball at you or something like that. If those balls are coming at you automatically, you might catch that one right in front of your face. Okay. But as soon as you catch it, you're a little delayed. So it's one that's right, right by your ear that's about to fly by, but you catch it. Okay. 
But then as you catch that, since it's, since it's almost about to pass your face, it's another one coming at you. Okay, boom, that one flew over me. Okay, whew, I missed that one. Okay, but I'm cooling back. You catch the next one, boom. Okay, then another one come to your side. Okay, oh, I almost caught that one. Missed that one. Another one come, caught that one. You might catch the next three. Okay, boom, boom. One, one by your leg, another one up top, one by the side. Okay, and they coming at you fast. But a lot of them you missing. You might be catching 60% of your plays. Okay. But if your mind was clear, you probably have a chance of catching 70 to 80 to 90% more. Same thing with drinking. Okay, same thing with, with being intoxicated. Okay. If if same scenario, let's say they're not even moving, you're moving too slow. Your 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 coordination is just off. Okay. You can't even really see the plays because your 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 equilibrium's off. And this ain't just a physical equilibrium when it comes to God putting plays in your life because we ain't just talking about physical. We talking about a lot of different levels. So if your equilibrium is off, then it's not possible for you to be able to see all the plays that's coming your way. You have to really be attentive to and pay intentional about knowing what your own distractors are. What's distracting you? What's distracting you from being able to move on your plan? You have to be able to take that leap of faith and be like, okay, I know I've been doing this, doing this a certain kind of way for a certain time in my life. Let me, let me, let me, let me try this. Let me take a step away and see what it looks like. One of the earliest examples for me for that was when I was doing music and doing shows. I would get drunk before every show. And I mean drunk, drunk. I would drink almost a half a fifth. I remember one the show that really lit the light bulb in me. I did a show with the locks. And I think I had drunk maybe a half of the, the big bottle of the three olives. Yeah, it was popping back then. I drank a half of, half of that three olives. And I'm going up there. I forgot the lyrics to my show. This wasn't the first time this happened, though. But I forgot the lyrics to the show. And I'm freestyling. Some of the people in the crowd didn't know it, you know. A lot of them did, but you know, I'm freestyling, but it, it still flowed. So it was like, okay, no harm, no foul. But my team knew it. I knew it afterwards and I didn't like the performance, you know? And I look back at that. And as I'm, you know, we would record our shows and I would, I would definitely like to look at the shows afterwards to see how I can improve. So I say, okay, how can I improve my performance? And it's hard for me to see how I could improve if I'm drunk. I don't know what to blame on being drunk versus what not to blame on being drunk. I don't know. So I know that if I cut alcohol out before a show, then that gives me a clear perception on the show itself. Okay. How can I improve now? Because I know that some before there was a lot that I could blame on alcohol or I couldn't. I didn't really, really didn't know what to blame on it. But I know if I'm sober then I can see this stage clearly. I can see my performance clearly. I can see where I went wrong, where I went right. I can see areas of improvement and I can see what 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 was to blame on that and what was not to blame on it. Oh, okay, do that. You get up there, okay, that wasn't even liquor fault. You still do that when you sober. But you will never know that unless you actually put yourself in a situation to challenge yourself that way. Some of y'all might operate better high. Hey, you, you just might. But have you put yourself in a situation where you can actually um, see that? Or are you just leaning on that nonstop, you know? So I definitely wanted to wanted to come in and kind of share that with you this morning. Uh, 
Yeah, you can have a plan, and a lot of times, even for those that do have a plan, you can have a plan and never move on it your entire life. You know, um, I believe that God cast vision for us before we were even born. And a lot of times we, we run away from that vision because it looks too big. It looks too vast. But if you leave this earth, nobody will do what you were meant to do the way that you were meant to do it. Yeah, God, God got a replacement hitter for you. Yeah, of course. He got somebody that's going to ultimately serve the purpose that he has intended for this world. But nobody's going to do what you were meant to do the way that you were meant to do it. So until the next time, I'm your host for the day and your host always, Sir Evans. Once again, subscribe to the Morning Motivation text thread by texting Motivate Me to 31996. Once again, text Motivate Me to 31996. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel to stay updated with the Morning Motivation podcast show. Until the next time, y'all stay blessed. Salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, More Than Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.